Well, good morning and welcome everybody. We're so glad to see you today. And I just want to give a special happy Father's Day to all of you dads. Can we give it up for the dads today? Yeah. Woo. Dads, we love you. We appreciate you. We think you are amazing. You carry such a very important role in your family's life. And I believe in our community and society in general. I believe dads are an important key to just incredible things in the people around them. Dads, you have just this, this covering over your family that God has placed on you. Uh, as the man of your home and as the head of your home, there's just this special covering you carry. And I just want to tell you that, that God is incredibly proud of you, and he thinks you're doing an amazing job. And we celebrate you today because we know your role is vital, so vital. And I, I know for me, there was, there was many years I was trying to figure out what it was that I was sensing in our family. And a lot of times it was when my husband left, when he went out of town or he was away for work or something, something would just feel so off in our home. And I suddenly just felt this extra pressure on my shoulders when he would leave town and, and he would be gone. And it, I started to realize, I was like, that's, that's his presence that is missing from our home. And, and then the, that covering, because he's not there, it kind of ends up falling on me, you know, when he's not there. And so we, I, I just started to realize that, and God was showing me, like, that's, that's the, what your husband has in your home. That's the position he's supposed to be in, and that's what he carries for your family. And so, so men, I just want to tell you, it is so important. And when you are gone, when you are out of town, us women and, and the wives of the home, we can feel the difference. And so your role is so important. And, and so I just want to commend you and, and just tell you we love you and appreciate what you do. It truly makes a difference. Um, but today we're continuing in our series on the book of James. We've just been walking through week after week, just the book of James, man. It's full of practical, practical insights for our life. I know week after week we've been hearing from you personally. You've been sharing with us. Everything has been impacting you so much. In fact, uh, last week I was talking to a couple, and, and the husband said to me after church, he said, I leaned over to my wife and said, did you call Pastor Aaron this week <laughs> and let him know what's going on in our lives? Because he was speaking right to me, and so I kind of chuckled, and I was like, Listen, that's, that's God moving, that's God speaking, and James is so practical for every one of us, and so I pray you're getting a lot from that. And so I do have to prep you today, though, because we are diving into a little bit of a tough section in the book of James, and so you might want to lift your feet up off the ground for a minute and move your toes back, because it's going to be a little bit tough. We're going to be talking about taming the tongue. So taming the tongue, I don't know if anyone else um, has struggled with their mouth in the past or the words that have come out of their mouth. I know I am, I am one of those. I have experienced this. So I know that this message has been working on my heart this week already. So um, it's, it's going to be a little tough, though, but we're going to do it together. We're going to dive in. We're going to look at what James tells us in James chapter 1, verse 26. It says, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Thank you, James. <laughs> he is not holding back on us, is he? He is really putting it out there 
for us and, and explaining to us, this is a big deal. What comes out of our mouth is a very big deal. And so our culture, I feel like, has gotten very vicious with our words. I don't know about you, but I have seen the worst of this, I believe, over this past year. And I'm sure that if I asked each one of you here today, if you have been hurt by someone's words over this past year, it would probably be a unanimous yes. I think we would all say, yeah, yeah, I've been hurt by words that somebody has said, you know, especially over this past year, right? I mean, we've just seen just a lot of viciousness and hate coming out of people's mouths. And it is just, um, just sad to see, right? And so I think that we as people, and I just feel like we can grossly underestimate the power of the tongue. And so that is what James is bringing to our attention as in this, these verses that he's talking about. This He's bringing this to our attention and really gives us incredible pictures and visuals of how important this is and what a big deal it is. Because, you know, when we think about sins and maybe, you know, sins that we feel like we might commit, we sometimes look at them and, and categorize them. I don't know about you, but I've, I've done that before. You know, well, I'm not that bad. You know, I'm not, I'm not a murderer. I'm not out there, you know, abusing people or, you know, stealing things or, you know, anything like that, right? So we think, oh, well, that's super, super bad, right? Well, then we go, you know, but, you know, lying, boasting, gossiping, not that bad, right? So we can end up kind of putting them on a scale and just, you know, kind of maybe excusing the sin of our mouth, right? So I know that um, this is really important to God, and he addresses the sins that come from our words many places in the Bible. And so looking at the book of James, there's three things that, that James is teaching us about the power of our words, and that's what we're going to look at today, these three things that James wants us to learn. The first one is that my words and the words spoken over me will determine my direction. It will determine my direction. And so we are at a place in our life because the words that we have received that have been spoken over us and the words that we have spoken, good and bad, we are at the place in life because of those words. We're the sum total of our relationships and the words that those people have spoken over our lives. And so it's interesting, but you actually tend to become what the most influential person in your life says you will become. You may not have noticed that, but it has set a course for you in your life, and that is where you are now, today. And so both the words that have been said to us and the words that we say and are currently saying are directing our life. They are directing us. And so God cares where your life is going. He cares so much where your life is going. That's why he took time to, to have James you know, write this in his book to teach us and to show us how important this is. There's so much power in our words tells us in James chapter 3, verses 3 to 4, says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, 
we can turn the whole animal or take a ship as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. So this visual right here, he just, he just gives us these incredible pictures. You think of this big, awesome animal, right? This horse that, that they can be wild, right? They want to run free and, and be, just be wild, right? You think about that? As soon as you put that little tiny thing in their mouth, you can actually control them. You can contain them, and you can direct where they're going to go simply by that thing in their mouth, this big wild animal. This picture is for us. And then you think about those big ships, and this is an incredible picture. You know, a lot of times we don't see that part of the ship, right? We just see the, the top of the ship, and we're like, we're like, man, that is a huge ship. I mean, especially, you know, some of those cruise ships they're making now, man, they're huge. I mean, they're massive, and you stand next to it, and you're like, man, that thing's huge. Well, we don't see under the water that there's this little tiny rudder moving that whole thing. And it's, an, it's incredible, right? And so he gives us this picture. And he's saying, listen, your words are going to direct you. They're going to shape you. And, and also the words that have been spoken over you. When you receive those words, those begin to direct you as well. So you may have been blessed in your life with some really great people around you who spoke life into you, who encouraged you, who told you they believed in you, who just basically helped you believe in yourself and just know that you could do anything you set your mind to, right? We've, some of us have experienced that. We've had incredible people in our life that have done that for us. And, you know, it, for you, it may have been your father, your, your father spoke that into you. He encouraged you. He gave you life. And, and just the sky was the limit, right? And you just set out and achieved it. And it may have been your father. father a father's words are so powerful in the life of their children. So powerful. I'm thankful and I'm blessed. I had an incredible dad who poured into me and spoke life to me and, and directed me and and I am a result of the words that were spoken to me. And so I am so thankful. But maybe some of you have had someone in your life just say some really negative things over you. And you believed it. And you believed it. And now you aren't where you really want to be in life. And for some of you, that may have been a teacher, a coach, a parent, a boss, maybe even a friend, just spoke something to you and you just believed it and you took it in and it then directed where you are now in life. I know when I was younger, I had an experience like that. I grew up in a musical home and so I started actually playing the, the piano when I was about four years old and I was Excuse me, I was being trained in classical piano, and so we had a piano teacher, and we drove like 45 minutes to, to her because she was incredible. She came highly recommended. She was, she was a Japanese lady. She was super talented and um, just had an incredible studio that she taught out of. So we would drive 45 minutes to um, the piano teacher once a week, right? I mean, that's, that's a pretty big commitment. And so hours and hours during the week, we would practice. My sister and I, we both played play piano and so this this uh piano teacher she was incredible she was 
she was really little, and her hands were really little, too. So, like, I was, you know, as I was younger, even 10 and 11, like, I was about the same size as she was, and her hands were about the same size as mine. So she was just this tiny little lady, but, man, she was so talented and just incredible and, and just poured into us. Well, at one point, she and her family had decided they were going to move back to Japan, and we had been with her for many, many, many years. So, I mean, we were heartbroken. We were just, oh, so sad that she was going to leave. But we, you know, we understood she wanted to go back and, and be with family and stuff. So they were gonna, getting ready to move back. And so she was helping all of her students find a new teacher, a new piano teacher. So she referred us over to another uh, piano teacher. And it happened to be um, this guy, and he, he was Russian. He was from Russia. And you could tell when you talked to him and stuff. And so... But he was very, very good. So she was like, I really want you guys to go over here. So we did. Transferred over to him. And then in the first few weeks I was with him, I was sharing with him all the things I was learning on the piano and stuff. And one of those songs was Prelude in C-sharp minor by Rachmaninoff. And you might not be a classical buff, but that's a pretty intense piece of music. Um, Rachmaninoff is no joke to play uh, if you're a pianist. And so... I was going to try to tackle it. I, I needed a really amazing piece to do some competitions and some auditions with. And so I was like, I got to learn this piece. And so my teacher, my, my Japanese teacher had started teaching that to me. And so I transferred to him and I said, hey, I'm learning this. And he looked at me and he said, you can't play that. There is no way you can play that. He's like, first of all, your hands are too small. You'll never be able to do that. And he said, so we are not learning that. You're going to have to put that aside. And then he pulled out something else for me to learn instead. And I, I remember leaving that day just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had my heart set on learning that. And um, my other teacher w was like, we can do this. You can play this. And then suddenly he just said, you can't do this. There's no way. And so I just felt defeated. And I, I was so upset. Well, Ends up, my other piano teacher contacted us back because they changed their mind. They decided not to move back to Japan. And so we were like, yes, we're coming back. We're coming back. So we went back to her, and I went back to her, and I told her, I said, he wouldn't let me learn that. He said I couldn't do it. And she was like, you are playing this song. And she's like, we are going to make it work, and you can totally do this. And I was like, awesome, okay. And so... Turns out I ended up winning multiple competitions with that, with that song and also, you know, auditioned for college with it, uh, a number of things. I won uh, a talent competition at the Minnesota State Fair. I mean, it just, if I had listened to that Russian piano teacher, I would have missed out on all these opportunities. And so when someone speaks over our life like that, we get to choose whether we're going to believe it or not. But had I believed it, I wouldn't have ended up where I wanted to be. And so the power of someone's words, we have to realize that they have power along with our words that we say as well. So it's, it's going to determine our path. There's a story in the Bible about the Israelites, and they had just come out of slavery in Egypt, and they were in the wilderness, right? We know that they wandered around the wilderness for a long time, right? And... Uh, there was a time where they, they ran out of food. They didn't have any food to eat. And so God provided them the manna from heaven, and they were able to eat food every day, right? Well, what did they do after they had this food for a while? 
they started complaining. And they were like, we miss the food in Egypt. We miss all that delicious food and the spices and everything, and we want all that food. Let's just go back to Egypt so we can eat that food. I mean, can you imagine? Here they are complaining about this miraculous food that's being given to them because they want the food back in Egypt. Well, those people, those particular Israelites, never made it to the promised land. They never got to go in. The power of our words directs our path. We get to choose to shape our words, and we get to choose whether we believe the words spoken over us, and then those words shape us and direct us. The second thing James is teaching us in this passage is that my words can destroy what I have. And so we have to be aware of the words that we throw around so loosely. We have to be aware that they have the power to destroy. We can destroy our career with our words, our businesses, our marriage, our children, our future. We can destroy that simply with our words. In James chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, he tells us, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Wow, <laughs> that's intense, you guys, that's intense. I mean, did you feel that? That's intense. This small part of the body can corrupt the whole thing. It is, it is a fire, right? I mean, and just picture that again. He's so great with his visual descriptions, right? And even over the past year, there's been a number of really big forest fires that have sparked, right, from one tiny little spark. Literally, they've traced it back. And found out that somebody just did something that lit this one spark that flew off and literally hundreds of thousands of acres burned down from one tiny spark. And that's what he's showing us can happen with our mouth. He's saying, listen, this thing right here, this mouth, here, it is way more powerful than you really understand. Way more powerful. And I think... Sometimes we can forget that, right? We get on social media, we get on our phone, start texting somebody, and we get online, right? And, and social media, man, they, they encourage you to comment, right? I mean, the whole point of that is like comment here, make a comment, say this, say that. You share what you think. Everybody needs to know your opinion. Put it out there. You know, you, you're right and they're wrong, so you better post it and you better show them and, you know, comment on their feed because when you read what they write, you're like, well, they're wrong, and so I've got to correct them, and then you start posting, and sure enough, here's a spark, right? And all of a sudden, things just blow up, don't they? Anyone experience that at all in social media? Anyone? I mean, if you didn't raise your hand, I don't believe you because um, <laughs> there's a lot of fires on there. <laughs> there's a lot of fires happening. And so, yeah, we just, 
we, we just kind of can be disconnected because we're, we're behind this screen, right? We're, we're, we're on this phone. There's no human there. There's no flesh. We can't see in the face. So, man, we can just light it up, man. We can say whatever we want. We can share. We can say what's burning inside, and we just let it out, right? So easy to do. It's gotten so toxic. And again, just our small mouth can corrupt and destroy the whole thing, right? And so there's two words in the Bible that it uses to teach us about our words. And you might want to write these two down. These are good. And it's duration and direction. Duration and direction. So how much we say and what direction it heads in is very important. And so the Bible actually tells us to keep it limited. Keep it limited. We have to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow it down, slow it down, right? It's telling us, slow down. Don't let that stuff come out of your mouth. Actually tells us in Proverbs 10, verse 19, it says, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible. Say this with me right here. Keep your mouth shut. Wow, that is incredible wisdom right from the Bible, you guys. I mean, seriously. I mean, keep your mouth shut. That's pretty simple, you guys. A simple instruction. Um, God, God is equipping us. Like he literally knows that this is going to be a huge problem for us. So he's just telling us, come on, people. Keep it shut. Seal it up, right? Um, I know a lot of us have probably gotten ourselves into some issues and problems because of our mouth. I know I have many times, and uh, God still continues to teach me and grow me and, and disciple me in this. And one time I was with a group of friends, and, and I shared something about one of the friends that wasn't there, and I just, you know, I just let it come out, and I shared it, and I just didn't think it was a big deal, and so I leave, and sure enough, like, the Holy Spirit just, like, hits me, boom, and I'm like, oh, that was not right. (laughs) Oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. It's like one of those situations, right, I don't know if you've ever been in it, where, like, the words are coming out of your mouth, and you're literally, like, reaching out and, like, grabbing them and trying to pull them back in and, like, shove them back in your mouth, and you're like, ugh. Uh, has that any any happened to anybody? <laughs> is it just me? <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone. Awesome. Thank you. Um, it makes me feel so much better. But the Holy Spirit just immediately convicts me. And I'm like, I, I have to go see this woman. I, ha- I have to go apologize to her. That was terrible of me. So I just, you know, I go to her house and I, I see her. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. That was so wrong. Please forgive me. I, I didn't intend to hurt you in that way. And, you know, she, I mean, was incredibly gracious to me. And, and at the end of the day, she was like, at the end of the day, it wasn't that big of a deal. They were all going to know about it anyways. And so she forgave me, you know, but I just, I was like, I was in the wrong. And so um, we have to, we have to understand, like, we're not going to get it right all the time. And, and seeing what James is talking about, the tongue and how powerful it is and, and how it can just, corrupt everything right and just be a spark like we're not going to get it right all the time but let's make sure that we're taking responsibility for what's coming out of our mouth and let's make it right let's make it right 
We can do that. We can allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and convict us, and we can make that right. We have to take responsibility. God put this on our body, and now we have to take responsibility for it. So the next point I want to share with you about what James really is teaching to us here, you know, this is really going to get down to the, to the core of where the problem actually is. And so I really want you to just press in right now. Just allow God to reveal some things to you today. And just, just lean in with me here. Because point number three is that my words always reveal my heart. My words always reveal my heart. And so if you are someone who struggles with what is coming out of your mouth, if you just tend to be more negative and condescending and um, you just struggle with that, maybe you struggle with cursing and with, with just saying things that are inappropriate, there's actually a deeper issue that you need to look at. It's deeper than that. And it's, it comes from our heart because what comes out of our mouth starts inside of our soul. It tells us in James chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. Brothers and sisters, this should not be. And so it's like there's this war, right, this battle in our mouth. It's like good things are coming out, bad things are coming out, good things, bad things. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this battle that's happening, right? This war that's raging. And, and, and he's saying, listen, it's so easy to, for this to happen. And so he continues on in verse 11 to 12, and he says, Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. And so the Bible often uses a metaphor of a spring in relation to our hearts. Because a spring feeds things, right? It flows and, and it brings things to life, right? A spring, if you think about that. And so it flows. And so here he's saying, you know, that's like our mouth and, and what's in our heart. It's coming forth out of our mouth, right? So he uses that metaphor to show us. He's saying, listen, the real problem isn't actually your tongue. It's your heart. It's your heart. It's springing up from your heart, and it's coming out. And so what he is saying here, he's saying, listen, um, you have to look at your heart. And so are you critical? Are you negative? Do you speak cursings instead of blessings? Because it's not going to be enough to just work on some of the things from this message. You know, that's not going to be enough. You can try really hard, but... We have to ask God to reveal our heart. We have to have God's help in order to do this. And he actually tells us this in chapter 3, verses 7 to 8. He says, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And so he's given us this mouth and this tongue, right? And then he's saying, listen, you can't 
You can't do this on your own. It's not going to work. That thing is, is deadly. It's powerful. But listen, I can help you. We can do it together. God, God's the one that can do it. He can do a work in our heart, right? And so what I want you to see is that it all starts in our heart. And so we've got to allow God to change our hearts. We've got to allow him to change our hearts. If we just keep going the way we're going, we're going to have the same things happening, the same results. Things are still going to be pouring out of our mouth. We've got to allow God to change our hearts because following Jesus is an outward expression of an inward transformation. <laughs> it's, it starts inside. I mean, the minute you chose to follow Jesus and, and to let him be the Lord of your life, you became a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. There was a transformation. And recently I've just I've seen a lot of people posting about butterflies recently online because I think a lot of people had caterpillars and then they you know went in the cocoon and wrapped themselves up and a lot of them I guess are coming out this is the time of year so a lot of people are posting them when someone I'm friends with they actually posted the whole video of the butterfly like emerging out of the cocoon and it was just this most beautiful thing I was watching and it just it just reminds me of this this transformation that we get to have in our life because of Jesus. So we don't have to stay stuck in that stuff. There's a passage out of Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, and it talks about, um, you know, instead of living by the law that, that we're going to allow God to have our heart, right? It says, but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds, and I will write them on their what? Say that with me. Hearts. He writes it on our hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And so it's not just about a book. It's not about a list of do's and don'ts and say this or don't say that. No, God's going, it's way bigger than that. It is so much bigger than that. This is about your heart. I'm writing it on your heart. Let me have it. Let me have your heart. That's where the change comes. That's where the transformation happens. God always wants our heart. He wants us to be fully surrendered to him, fully surrendering our heart to him. Because he knows once we do that, once we give him our heart and we let him have it, the rest of us follows. Because like we read in scripture, it, it starts in the heart. That's like a spring, right? And so once we give him that, he knows the rest of us will come in alignment. He wants our heart. So we have to decide every day to give our heart to God. It's our choice every day to give it to him. We can wake up every morning and just say, God, I give you my heart today. Today, God, I give my heart to you. God, keep it in line with you today. There's another awesome verse that we can pray. I am so big into praying scripture, man. Those are God's words. And when you pray them, again, this is a side note, but when you pray out loud, there's power in that. Some people are very intimidated and nervous to pray out loud. And I always encourage people, you need to speak it with your actual mouth. The words need to come out. 
because there is power in that. And then when you take God's words from Scripture and then you pray them out and literally speak them out, you want something to happen, use God's words. That's powerful, man. So this, this verse, I pray this, and you can adopt this as well, Psalm 19, 14. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O oh God, my rock and my redeemer. Every day, God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing today. We can choose this. And then after we allow God to have our heart, we've got to filter. We've got to put a filter on what we're allowing in. Right? Because here, if we've been so, you know, we've got to put a filter on what we allow in our heart. And so here, you know, we have to be so careful. We've just cleaned our heart out, right? We've made it right with God. We've surrendered it to him. We've let him come in. And we've said, God, have my heart today. Well, then we've got to filter what we allow in it. Because if we just cleaned it out and gave it to God, we don't want it contaminated, right? And so, but it's so hard, right? We want to do the right thing. We want to, you know, say the right things, but it's hard. But we've got to watch what we're allowing our heart to be exposed to. You know, are we exposing it to negative people, the negative music and movies, things on the internet? What are we exposing our heart to? We got to keep it right and keep it clean and and then we end up polluting our, our heart and our souls, right? And then we wonder, why is this stuff coming out? It tells us in Matthew 12, verse 34 and 35, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What goes in is going to come out. So if you're not changing what's going in, it's going to be very hard to keep your heart right. Because good things come out of good things that are put in. And it tells us, again, in Proverbs 4, verse 23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So another thing I want to encourage you to do in this process is decide to speak words of life decide to speak words of life because we we can be the agents of change we can choose this for us and then when we choose it for us it's going to affect every single person around us it's not going to just be a change in our lives but when we choose to to just be speaking life out of our mouth to those around us man it's going to impact their life the change that's going to come from it is just immeasurable. So dads, I, I want to encourage you this morning as we celebrate you and honor you. Again, I talked about how important that role is that you carry. And you can literally change the trajectory of your family by the words that you speak. Man, you have so much strength in that. For your family and you can literally change the trajectory of your family's life you can literally reverse negative words that were spoken over your wife over your children you can reverse those words by the words you speak over them 
You can speak into your wife's destiny and call it out of her. You can speak into the future of your children and make their path clear to them just by your words. All of us can do this. We all can do this. And so let's decide today. Let's speak words of affection. Let's speak words of affection. You know, people, people don't hear these kind of words enough. They are not spoken enough. And I know there's many times I've spoken to someone um, that I've known really well, and, and they've shared with me. They said, listen, you know, I, I knew that my family loved me, but they, just, they never said it. I knew it. I, I felt it but they never said it to me. So let's not hold those words back from people. Let's tell them, listen, I love you. I love you. I care for you. You're amazing, right? Let's share those words of affection. Let's speak words of praise to those around us. Let's celebrate people. Great job. You're amazing. Way to go. That's awesome. Man, we are so hard on ourselves, and we say very harsh things to ourselves, don't we? So let's pour out some praise on each other to combat those negative words, right? Let's just pour praise out on each other. Let's speak words of encouragement. Everyone needs to know that someone believes in them. Tell somebody, I believe in you. You can do this. I'm here for you. I'm cheering you on. You've got this. Let's speak encouragement. Let's speak words of healing. Man, we can really change someone's life by speaking words of healing over them. Healing emotionally, physically, mentally. Let's speak those words. Let's speak words of faith. Right? Let's share our testimony. Let's talk about God. Let's speak about our faith to other people. There's power in that. When you look at our Father, our Heavenly Father, and you look at His Son, Jesus, and, and you look at the relationship they had, you know, man, don't you wish that, that you could hear what they said to each other and the conversations they had? And actually, there's only two places in Scripture where their conversation was actually recorded, conversation between God the Father and Jesus the Son. And I just want us to take... A, a glimpse of that as we prepare to close here because um, there's only two times we get to see that conversation. One is at Jesus' baptism and one is at the Mount of Transfiguration. And we're going to look at the passage from his baptism, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. It says, After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Isn't that incredible? Two times we see this conversation, and he says the same thing. He showers words of affection, encouragement, praise, and belief in his son. So I want to speak to you men here this morning just for a moment because some of you may be here today and you only wish you could have heard that from your dad. You may have this ache in your heart that's always there because you never heard those words. 
and you longed to hear them. Well, I want to tell you this morning, I want you to receive those words from your heavenly Father today. Those are the words he's speaking over you. He's telling you today, son, I love you. I am proud of you. I adore you. I believe in you. Your heavenly father is saying that over you today. So if those words were missing in your life, take a hold of God's words for you today. Let those sink in your heart. Let them bring healing to that in you today. Maybe you're here and you're not a father and you missed those words in your life as well. Well, they are for you as well. Take those. Take those in. Allow those to just resonate in your heart. And so as we close today, we're going to close the service just a little bit differently since we're talking about words and how powerful they are. We're actually going to say a declaration together today out loud. Um, it's a wonderful, powerful declaration, and I'm truly believing that as we declare it as a church, negative words that have been spoken over you will fall off of you today. Those words will just be loosed off of you, and God's words will then be spoken over you, and you will take a hold of them. I'm praying that that is going to happen as we make this declaration today. Because there's power in our words, right? We've talked about it. We've seen it in Scripture. And because they're powerful, we're going to use them today to speak life, to speak encouragement and hope into us. And so I actually want you to stand on your feet today with me. And the words are going to be on the screen. And we are just going to read this together, all of our voices together. And I, I want, this is a declaration. So I don't want you to just say them quietly. I want you to declare these words. These are your words coming out of your mouth to bring hope and life into you. And so this is our closing prayer as we make this declaration. This is our closing prayer and then the band is going to lead us in a song right after this. So let's say this together. I am blessed with God's supernatural wisdom and I have clear direction for my life. I am blessed with creativity with courage, with ability, and with abundance. I am blessed with strong will, self-control, self-discipline. I am blessed with a great family, good friends, good health, and with faith, favor, and fulfillment. I am blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotion, and divine protection. I am blessed with an obedient heart and with a positive outlook on life. I declare that any curse that has ever been spoken over me, any negative evil word that has ever come against me is broken right now in Jesus' name. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the country. I am blessed when I go in. I am blessed when I come out. Everything I put my hands to is going to prosper and succeed. Come on, church, say it. I am blessed. Amen. Amen.